This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. Ha ha. Ha. Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. Ha ha. Ho ho. Squee. Chortle guffaw. Ha ha ha. Hee hee. Ha. Oh ho 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 ho. Ho. Ha. R-O-T-F-L. Side-splitting. Ha ha. <sighs> is that enough? Hilarious. This is Funny People Talking. Hey, my name is Tamar Green. I'm a Broadway actor, and I would rather watch a kitten slowly scratch my eyeballs than listen to Funny People Talking. <laughs> well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking. I don't know why I talk like this, but it's some accent I made up, and it's going to stop right now. I'm Mark Rako, one of your Thank you. You're welcome. I'm one of your hosts. Merci. Definitely. You know, I have to tell you, I've definitely done my bit of acting, but... There are only a few accents I can maintain consistently forward. Some of them I just can't. French is likely to become some sort of Kentucky accent, I think. So anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Mark Rako, one of your hosts. With me, I'm with her. We're all together. It is Dresden Engel. Hello. <laughs> I think every very, day. very, very excited about today's show me, and guest star. Me Woo. too. Maybe we could do the can we do the whole thing as a musical? Ooh. Oh my God, we're gonna <laughs> introduce him. Should we introduce him? We're gonna introduce him now. That and curtain. And curtain, done. It's all over. Uh, no, uh, you enter. That's when you oh, enter. Right. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's it. That's it. And speaking of cues, our producer, Elsie. Hi, Elsie. Hey, how's it going? No, you have to be singing. I'm not singing. Okay. Um, places, you, uh, places, you have five minutes. Places. Thank you, five. Thank you, five. Actually, yes. That was very accurate. <laughs> Thank that, you. That was a muscle, that was a muscle, uh, muscle memory right there. Oh, and man. as you heard earlier with us, the very esteemed gentleman, the Broadway actor himself, and he is currently, get this, Currently playing the role of George Washington in the Broadway production of Bum 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 Hamilton. And he started that right before COVID in January. He was previously playing the role in the Chicago production uh, and doing so quite adept. adept what's, the, what's the word? Depth. He was doing a really great job yeah, to the New York. That. And so good. So <laughs> there we go. Good save. Good save. So good he took over the role in January of 2020. And uh can't wait to to talk to him about all things Broadway, all things Hamilton, all things Tamar and acting and humor and everything. And by the way, I don't know if you can hear that or not. Maybe it doesn't. We have a very large dog that lives above us in this apartment, and oh. he is jumping around and barking, and his his master is yelling at him to heal, and I don't know if that's coming across, but if you hear what sounds like thunder, it is not meteorologically <laughs> related. It Mark, is Mark, thank you for covering for the fact that my husband's yelling at me in the other room. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
And anyway, Tamara, welcome to the show, my man. It's good to be here, man. Thanks for inviting oh, me. Gosh, <laughs> we're thrilled you're here. We have such a great show planned, everybody. A couple of things uh, before we get started. I have to tell you, I have a, a story about my very first trip on the subway in New York in six months. And how from that very moment, my day went kablooey. And mm. we haven't had a good Mark Subway story in a while, right, Elsie? <laughs> we're pretty, yeah. pretty much a staple of the show for a while. And, uh, <laughs> but we're back, everybody. We're back. And, uh, and then we're also <laughs> going to have a round of Yum or Yuck from Elsie. A great celebrity story, a Dresden moment, and, uh, of course... A brand new improv game to Dresden, one we've actually only, I think, played one other time on the show. It's a goodie, though. Wait. We're going to have a lot oh, yeah, of fun. Yeah. It's going to have a lot of fun. And, of course, all about <laughs> Tamar Green. We're going to dive deep into this gentleman. What a great show we have ahead. But first, as always, I have a question for Dresden. And, Dres, the thing I wanted to know is I noticed in your office there where you're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is very curiously. I've never seen this before. You have an actual action figure of yourself, not a bobblehead, <laughs> an action figure, and I'm very impressed. It's something I've always wanted myself, an action figure of myself, because you know, uh, ego indulgent or whatever. But I am dying to know why you have an action figure. Does it move? And most importantly, is an animatonic? No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Uh, is no, but I, so what is that all about, my friend? Well, uh, you know, it's actually a tribute to all women. There's <laughs> W N on her chest for Wonder Mama. Oh, there you go. Mm, yeah. All right. And she looks a little bit more like the hot actress who played Wonder Woman last year oh, than okay. or two years ago than me. Uh, but it um, that's okay, right? Yeah. Because her bendable parts. You want her to look more like her than me, but it is a tribute to me and my wonder mominess that I can hold a career, still do theater, still do comedy, and still be a role model oh. for my girls. Is the wonder part of that? Oh. I wonder why I did this. <laughs> no. Um, no. 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 You know what I did? I didn't have kids till 40, everybody. I know. So I lived mm. my complete life prior to having kids yeah highly recommended wow good for you I, amazing uh, awesome yeah. it's great <laughs> yeah. uh do you have any kids tomorrow i don't know your i don't remember your age or no i do not okay i do not have kids yeah, yeah. well your brother why does, why does his age matter is, is his clock ticking <laughs> that, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't just well i'm gonna go start now I, actually if we wrap I, it up. I know. well you know it's the whole reason we got into broadway wasn't it uh, and uh actually it was to avoid the kid part of it but still have the fun of it right no but anyway all kidding aside that's that's cool i yep. love that about your action figure and that mom is in action right I love it. Yes, mom is in action. It's not hilarious. Maybe I went a little more endearing this time. All right. How about we start the show and uh, I'm going to get a whole bunch of fun right ahead of us. Elsie, uh, tell me you start the show, would you? Start the show, Mark. <laughs> Thanks. Yep, you earned your <laughs> salary right there, right there. <laughs> <laughs> From the Mouth Media Network Studios in New York City, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Dresden Engel, and Elsie. 
Welcome to the show, everybody. Funny people talking. We're here with Tamara Green, Broadway actor extraordinaire. And uh, before we get to the show proper, just a quick bit of housekeeping that we always like to do. Tamara, I don't know if you've had a chance to, to listen to the show, but we always, every episode, we pay testament to and salute and pray to the comedy gods on behalf of the great and powerful Tina Fey, who we... Uh, desperately hope we'll just turn her head our way for just a moment be on the show send up us a postcard do a drive-by we don't care uh, some way of connection and the funny thing is, is as time goes on my willingness to settle for some interaction becomes more and more at a lower level i'm like even if she like drove drove by a picture of us on somebody's phone while she's in wyoming like I'm good with that. No, 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 no. no. We need higher standards. Yeah, no. so. She's got to be on the show, the full episode. <laughs> but anyway, so we pray to Tina Fey, and uh, you're you're certainly welcome to join in if you feel the spirit move you. But uh, here we go. Oh, Tina Fey. Oh, Tina Fey. We wish you were here. Tina, we hope you'll be here. We love Tina you. Fey. The one that's girl named Tina. Thirty Fey. Fey, comma Tina. We love you in your pizza scent. Join us. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, That's it. Is she on your phone tomorrow by any chance? I'm texting her right now. Rock and roll. Thank you, buddy. (laughs) Do not tease us tomorrow. <laughs> I caution you, sir. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so that's first. Okay, I have to re- thank you, for everybody. I have to regale my first subway story in a while, the New York subway. So uh, I and my wife have been most cautious with the pandemic, where we have avoided public transportation altogether. Even the couple times we had to go down to Manhattan, which took us months to do, and only because we absolutely had to for business or whatever, we took Uber, which was like an $80 round trip. It was ridiculous. So I just, I had to go the other day to go uh, take care of a couple errands, uh, like going to LensCrafters for my glasses or whatever. And the only reason I did that, by the way, is because my driver's license was expiring and I had to get an eye test and uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So I finally, I'm not spending $80 to do this on top of everything. So I finally hopped the subway. I've got my antibacterial rub. I've got my mask. I'm all ready to go. I'm trying to do it with courage and vigor. And I I, I say, okay, I'm finally doing it. I take a little picture, throw it on Instagram. Here I am. The train's arriving. I'm going to do it, right? What could go wrong? Hop on the train. I am telling you within five stops. Someone without a mask sits directly next to me. First train. The only thing he could have done worse than this is to literally rip my mask off and sneeze in my face. Uh, that's like the, that's the only level it could have been worse than literally <laughs> someone sitting next to me, clearly not wearing a mask. So I was like, I got up, I moved, I took a picture, I posted it because that's the only like you know ammunition I got. So then I, I get off the train, I walk around. Which, by the way, took a very short period of time where you don't have a lot of people going in and off the train. It's pretty efficient. So let's do more of that. Uh, and yeah, then um, and I get I walk around the street and uh, I was really disappointed. This is the this is the bummer of the story. I was really disappointed to walk around and see how many people were not wearing masks at all. 
or wearing them wrong. I really thought walking around like in Manhattan, like in Chelsea area, like I really, really thought there would be more people, educated, professional people wearing. It was really disappointing. And Tamar, you're in the city. Have you felt the same way? I'm actually in just outside the city now. Where, where I, I go there a lot. I'm, I'm in Jersey. Okay. I'm in Jersey. Yeah. But I was just there like in the city yeah. this morning, like today. And there are, I mean, I, I don't take the subway as much these days, but I do see people I'm driving by or, or walking by. And there are some, there are some without, and it really is disheartening. So I, I understand what you're yeah. saying. I, it seemed like in New York City, at least, I, everyone. Well, I mean, the thing is, is my wife and I live uh, at the top of Manhattan in, in Inwood by like Washington Heights and all that. Oh, yeah. And oh, in yeah. all candor, there's probably a lot of people out here, up here that may be of a different you know, level of education or economic level up here versus, say, most of the people probably living and working down in that area. And so I expected just through education and access that we just might see more of a participation. I saw less down there, which really was the mm. upsetting part. I, I don't know. Absolutely agree. It's uh, it's unfortunate. So then I get to my first destination, which was Lenscrafters. And this is nothing about Lenscrafters. It just happens to be where I was. And I go in there. This podcast is sponsored. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. You said it what five times now, else? Yeah. yeah. Well, when when you yeah. see where those stories going, I think it's probably sponsored by somebody else. So uh, somebody. I don't think Les Crafters wants any claim to this story. But uh, so I so I, I I go and I do my you know everything that I have to do there, and then uh, I'm getting my glasses fit, and all of a sudden I hear this big commotion. And I look around and there's this man with a backpack on trying to get out of the store with all of his might as the employees grapple at him and try to take him down and keep him in the store because he was robbing the store. And it was loud and it was it was violent and there was no weapon brandished, brandished, thankfully. And stuff is getting knocked around and he's loud and people are screaming and it was, and he managed to get away from them and get out the door and run away. And a couple of the employees were running after him. And I sat down. Uh, I, I was still there and the, the person helping me sat back down. She looked a little shaken and, I, and she goes, sorry about that. I said, are you okay? She says, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I'm okay. And she says, I said, would he steal something? And she said, yeah. And she goes, it happens all the time. Whoa. And I was like, so what? I would never think lens crafter. So he stole money? No, he stole, I think he stole lenses, frames. Oh, frames. the designer frames yeah. can really cost. Oh, we probably went right to the designer mm. section. Which, even in upstate New York, where I am, they lactose up. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I that's mean, sad. I mean... Is this going to be some guy selling from a table on the street near Macy's? Or is this going to be, you know, is there a black market for designer lenses? I really don't know. I mean. Frames. Frames. Oh, that's what frames. I meant. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, right. thanks, did you see, did you, thanks for popping in there with that. Did you see the it's whole appointment through or did you just take I was right at the back. end of it, thankfully. Good, um, good, good, good. I will say I, th- I saw the whole thing perfectly, though, with my new lenses. So. This podcast is not sponsored by Lenscrafters. No, but I felt so bad for them. I'm like, God, this is really like that's their existence there is that they I understand if you have like a check cashing company and that you people might try to rob you all the time. But I don't understand. Yeah. I just what a. These people get paid enough to deal with this all the time, you know? It's tough. Why don't they have a security mm-hmm. guard there? 
you know? And then there's that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I wouldn't be tackling anybody. I assure you that. Oh. I'm like, oh, if you... <laughs> I just work here. Okay. I, I, That's it. It's, I have it's to tell you. Your life. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow, you're right. Yeah, I was, above my pay grade. I was a little yeah. disappointed to see that, like, if I was the manager of that store, I would make sure those people would understand, say, let those people go. Don't do anything. Don't Start hurt yourself. Don't run after them. It, yeah. Um, because they're insured. Yeah. Not, insured. And by the way, <laughs> not just for the employee's safety, which is certainly a critical issue here, but but, yeah. uh, but what happens if that person does have a weapon, they aim at an employee and they hit a, a customer from a pure liability standpoint, not a value of, of human life standpoint. Just course, crazy. Anyway, that yeah. was my first Subway ride down in Manhattan after six months. Whew. And all I could say was, gotcha, universe. Message Go received. I'm staying here forever. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, by the way, I took an Uber back. I, <laughs> there you go. I, yeah. I, I did. Yeah. I did, but not out of fear. I actually had my my wife's wedding dress in a box, and I thought it was too big for the subway. Oh. So, uh, anyway, I think this is a perfect moment for a little. And now it's time for Dresden moments. That's right, a Dresden moment. Now, Dresden. I don't know if you know this about her. Or not, tomorrow, but Dresden does know and have an interaction with quite a few O celebrities here and there I through her you. work in PR and marketing. And there just mm -hmm. seems to be a a continuous treasure trove. You know, just like when you you walk into a well-stocked pantry and you go, hmm, what am I in the mood for now? There's definitely something in here for me. So Is Dresden, <laughs> what you got today? I was gonna go a little serious. Okay. Because we have That's a professional cool. actor oh, okay. on the show. <laughs> yes. So, so Tamar, if you could tell me some of the best acting or singing advice you've gotten from somebody. I'm sure you've got lots of it in your years of study. But can you think of a factoid? Can you th And then I'll go into my examples that I learned. Um, can you think of a factoid regarding your singing voice, preserving your singing voice, a tip to do on stage as an actor? Anything you can share? Sure. There's one that someone told me. It was it was out of jest. It was a joke. But I see where he was going at with as far as singing. He said, never give more than 62.5%. <laughs> Unless it's the end of a run. And then you can go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and is that like, preservation for eight shows a week? Yeah, that's pretty much what that was. And I was like, again, he was joking. But I was like, I get it. Because you yeah. can't give 110%. Every, every night, day, every night, all night, and you have to manage your instrument a little. I know, unless you're Dina Menzel and you've been purposefully hired so you can sing that damn note, and then which is <laughs> not true. That's not why she was hired. But I'm saying it's it's, and then right, and then right, you're right. like, I can't do sixty two point five percent on that note. So <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's when you crank it, which up. is why when she burned her voice moment. out. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. So that's excellent. I appreciate that. And I'm going to think of you every time now. Every eight show run I do on Broadway, I'll think of there you. you. Go. I love that. that. That's a great, that's a great, yeah. So for me, two names that most people know, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Dennis Hopper. Yes. All right. So yeah. in conversation with Philip Seymour Hoffman, who I was very mm. lucky to know, in discussing acting, he gave me advice that obviously just was like, yes. And so I think of him often and it was, you have to always stay in the moment. The second you stop staying in the moment as an actor, you're done. 
you catch something out of the corner of your eye, somebody doing something in the audience, like, you know, a Patti Lapone moment, they're videotaping you, or you're focusing too much on your personal life and not staying in the moment as an actor. And Philip was was known for getting to the theater hours before death of a salesman and just really working through getting himself into character. So I just always think about that. You just have to 100% stay in the moment or you're not re- being true to your craft. Any thoughts on that, Tamar? Yeah, I would always say that like the moments that I mess up are always when I allow myself, like when I, I slip out of the scene. Yeah. And I think of, you know, whatever All in right. the middle of the scene. Philip Seymour Hoffman is oh. going to remind you. Yes. And this other one is interesting. So I started taking voice lessons, I think at 10 years old, which is a little early for voice lessons. And I continued all the way on through into my oldness. And I never knew something that someone should have told me. Okay, two things people should have told me. Don't be a cheerleader because I screamed myself into vocal modules. But I was, you know, too busy having fun in high school. But Dennis Hopper was the one who taught me to drink only room temperature water. And he needed to have room temperature Evian before he did a talk. And I was doing PR with him. And I said, well, why for the room temperature water? And he said, well, cold water constricts your vocal cords. Did you not know that? And then I wanted to call every one of my voice teachers and yell at them for never telling me that. Tamar, you knew that, didn't you? I do. You're a vocal instructor. I am a vocal instructor. And I'm guilty because I love ice cold water. (laughs) So it's like, if you're going to then sing and use your instrument like that, then you should not be drinking ice cold water. That's what it is. If you're like normal day to day, chilling, it's fine, I guess. Yeah, different kind of chilling. Mark, did you know that? I did know that. And I I know, and it makes sense. One of the reasons why so many uh, singers drink tea. Like not scalding mm-hmm. tea, but hot tea. Right. And yeah, I did know that actually. So these weren't ha 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 moments. Oh, okay. But I just thought, you know, some important. some people who kind of made a name for themselves in the biz gave me some stuff that stays with me. So I just wanted to share that. Awesome. Fancy. Those are good gems. Yeah. Thanks. Great gems. I'm right. a lucky girl. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much for, for that. Both of you, by the way, a little bonus uh, acting tip from Tamar Green. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it is uh, Yummer Yuck with Elsie yeah. and an improv game right after this. I bet you're wondering, who am I? Why am I here? What the hell is funny people talking? (sighs) Exactly. This is Funny People Talking. As an American, there is no greater privilege and responsibility than choosing who will represent you and your family to determine the course of history, your lives, the economy, your health, your safety. On November 3rd, please choose to vote. To vote early, or if you need an absentee or mail-in ballot, please visit vote.org. Your future self thanks you. Elsie. Yeah. Guess what? What? 
you're up. She loves bacon, she's cantankerous, and her cat's in a jazz band. She's the producer, it's Elsie. So just to give you an idea, tomorrow uh, we have a feature on the show called End of Show Food. During COVID, uh, we've not been able to be all in the same room together, so it's tough to get everybody the same unusual food mm-hmm. with that Elsie would find somewhere in the world, and then we'd all taste it, talk about it, and rate it on a scale of chickens. And uh, I know that's strange, <laughs> but that's what we do here. But uh-huh. Elsie's continued the tradition with a feature we call Yum or Yuck, where yeah. she does basically the same thing and we watch and listen. And yeah. uh, and so, Elsie, uh, what do you have oh. today? So today I have Puffworks uh, Strawberry PB&J Peanut Butter Puffs. Wow, intriguing. I'm sorry, peanut butter and jelly Puffs? Peanut yeah. butter puffs? Yeah. They're organic, Where'd too. Where'd They're you get organic. them? Where'd you get them? One of my favorite new discoveries, mouth.com. Yeah, wow. yeah, super cool. So I'm gonna try them and I'll tell you. All right, so it, it's a beautiful bag. It looks like old timey kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. Old time, like an old timey. Yeah, Elsie, I started a it. stupid diet. So can you crunch it into the microphone for my satisfaction? Sure. Sort of an ASM thing. I see. Is oh, and it's, or whatever. It ASMR. smells like a peanut butter and strawberry jam sandwich. Like it I'm smells. So it's not that fake chemical. Like. Sure. <laughs> Kind of thing. Show show us the puffs themselves. They just look like almost like cheese puffs in a way, Are or they whatever. Purple? Yeah, they look like they're red, kind of, kind of pinkish. pinkish. If you dipped, so basically Dresden, if you dipped a cheese puff in Kool Aid, that's what good. it would look like. Yeah, but it wouldn't <laughs> taste like cheese. It tastes like PB and cheese. No. Yeah. Okay. So here they we go. they smell good. Crunch hope for me. They, crunch hope for they me. taste good. All right. So I'm gonna do it right on the mic. So. Oh my god! Ready? I'm so excited. One, two, three, go. <laughs> Audibly, they get all the chickens. <laughs> Tamar doesn't know what to make of me. That was, right. that was, that was, welcome, Tamar. Welcome to our world. Good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What are you getting? The, what are you getting in the taste buds? The peanut butter is um, the strongest part of it. There is a little bit of sweetness from the strawberry jam part of it, but it's it's like you have to like peanut butter because it's that's the dominant flavor. Who doesn't like peanut butter? But these are really good. These are good. I love. Peanut um, butter. let me see. Mm-hmm. One serving is thirty pieces. Oh, and tell us the uh, nutritional. One hundred and forty calories for thirty pieces. What? It's not bad. Not really? bad. No trans fat. So, like, one of them's only, like... So like, you can have 30 of these for a serving. Do the math. Do the math. <laughs> Four calories? <laughs> something like that? Good. Four five calories? Wow. There's potassium what? in it. That's about it. And, and um, there's pro- that's not bad. M&M's there's- have zinc. I can justify any food. Just call that's me. Right. And there's protein. <laughs> there's protein! Is there fiber? No. Oh. I mean, honestly, no, no, mama, not out. The protein and the potassium are the the health (laughs) benefits. So, and freaking tastic. So, how many chickens? Oh, wait, wait. I take that back. I see dietary fiber. Sorry, 4%. (gasps) There you go. You're in. My God. That's like Weight Watchers. Hello. So, yeah. (laughs) How many points is that? I would say. um, So, I'm going to give these. 
68 out of 72 chickens. That's and I'm only that. I'm only doing a demerit because the strawberry is not like even with the peanut butter. But they're good, so I would buy them again. Wow, very, very good. What yeah. if you could you think dip would like them the... in strawberry jam while you're eating them? Yeah, you could dip them. There you go. Perfect. See? Solution. And, oh. and peanut butter. Oh, tomorrow, I love the way you think, my man. That's, That's great. great. Gotta use yeah. a noggin. Tomorrow, yeah. we will be yeah. asking Elsie to send us these. <laughs> yes, please. I will. I'll even please. give her my credit card because I need these in my life. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. You know what I did this week? Crazy. You're not going to believe this. I paid $2,000 for a diet, a 45-day diet with all these scary supplements because I'm on crack oh. apparently because like the COVID killed me, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you think of going through COVID. Do you know the last pandemic? What, what was it? There was a pandemic around the time of the Renaissance. Did you know that? And wasn't the last 19, pandemic the black plague 1918. around the time of the renaissance no the last one was 1918 but at the time of the renaissance there was a plague mm-hmm. and now we mm-hmm. know why a bunch of fat people laid around on couches and were painted <gasps> oh I'm just saying got it. because mm. if you're going to paint me now right that'd be like the K- kfc bucket anyway my point is <laughs> really all they're telling me is here are some supplements and don't eat flour and sugar and so it took my 22 year old staff person to go did you really need to spend $2,000 to not eat flour and sugar? And I went, okay, you're the smartest person in the room. So I think that's why you pay so much. So you'll stick to the stupid diet. All right, but moving on. Do you think back then they called it like, you know, the bubonic 20? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm trying to find something that is, that's in the synonyms of fat that rhymes the plague and I can't come up with it. Anyway. Um, anyway. Uh, uh, all right. Well, thank you for that, Elsie. 68. So, so it's yeah. yum. Elsie, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited. No, that's fine. Thank you. All right. Very good. Thank you so much. And now, an improvisational comedy game. All right. It's time for our improv game. And uh, the improv game that I've chosen for us today, look, uh, I actually love this. Tamar actually sort of sat up in his seat to be ready. I saw that. That was great. I love that. Uh, it yeah. is, uh, by the way, before, uh, sorry, before work, I forget, right? it's work. <laughs> be- before ready. I forget, I, I do need to mention really quickly that uh, a quick note, a shout out to a former guest, Otto Asando, who uh, was a wonderful guest uh, last year. Other than having the, the coolest freaking name in the world. <laughs> I know. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's done a lot of other shows and stuff, but he is now one of the stars of the Netflix show Away yeah. with um, Hillary, Elsie, Swank. Who, with Hillary Swank. That's right. And he's just marvelous in it and, and such a nice guy. Yeah. And I just, I just, he I just great. felt the need to just give a quick, shout out and you know i asked a few of the previous guests to um say like hey would you say something about your time on funny people talking so we can share it with others and he was so sweet to just respond to my email and say the nicest things and i just want to i just want to give a little shout out to another fellow fellow actor Woo! out there otto ascendo what a nice guy okay mm-hmm. our game today is called Musical Argument. And I chose this game because we have a great singer, singers in our midst with Dresden, of course, Tamar, and I sing a little bit too. And I just thought we could just have a lot of fun with this. So the basic premise of this is that uh, two people are having an argument and 
there are two suggestions given. The, what we get is the relationship of the two people, and they can decide whatever they're arguing, arguing about. And then the style of music that they need to sing their argument in. Oh, wow. It is a challenge, but I believe we are all up to that. Are you willing to give it a try tomorrow? Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's do and, it. And Mark, uh, roughly right. how long do you think the time should go? Like when should we – I know we want to go out on a bang of a great line, but – Roughly, how long should the game go, each pair? I think it goes for however long it goes, okay. and it's funny, fair, and it's fair, lived its life. Fair, so fair. basically shorter than any SNL sketch, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, Except anything and, uh, Tina Fey was in, that was always perfect. That was perfectly perfect timed. always. Uh, exactly. So I figure maybe way we could start here is maybe me and Elsie will do the first one. And Dresden, if you would decide what our relationship is, and Tamar, you give us the style of music that we are to do this in. Okay. All right. I love and it. I would really, actually, I'm not even going to limit it. I was really trying to keep it from certain things that I know I can't do, but I'll just say yes and here. <laughs> okay. So Elsie, you are very wealthy, like almost a baroness. And 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 Mark is not only your very much of age in his 20s pool boy, he's also the house cleaner. And you're not oh, happy with how the pool and their house are looking these days. All right. I got it. Okay. And Tamar, what style of music shall we argue in? This should be. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's really searching the possibilities. I I'm like, mm, that's too close. Mm, maybe. Mm. He's like, Gregorian chant. <laughs> Let's do a. Uh... No, no, it's too easy. Let's do an opera. Oh, 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 my God. I love you so much because. But does Elsie. To me, it's like, a, it's like an early birthday present for Elsie to do opera. That's all I have to say. Okay. Okay, Baroness. All right. uh, I, I, will, I will lead off if it's okay with you, Elsie. Uh, all right. Thank you. I knew I cleaned the pool to the best. Of my ability, don't you see, don't you see? You are a bull in a china shop. <laughs> you always break my stuff, and I wish you'd stop. You should stick to just cleaning pools, because as far as cleaning, you are a fool. <laughs> But I love you, don't you see? Even though I'm 23. <laughs> and you are 93. <laughs> I promise the pool is scum free. <laughs> Do you not understand? You are my hired hand. And I am very rich. And you obey my wish. You will stick to pools. Because I am not cruel. And I can afford to hire someone else to clean. And scene. That's where it ends. That's where it ends, Dresden. Right there. That's the spot. Very, very oh nicely God, done, Elsie. Very good. Thank you very much. Oh, wait, wait. I need to recover before I can do mine. Okay. 
Oh, all right, guys. Now. Bravo, bravo. Yeah. All right. So uh, that was so much fun. Thank you very much. <laughs> How about, Elsie, you do the relationship and I will choose the style. All right. For Dresden um, and Tamar. Dresden is going to be a school teacher. <laughs> and Tamar is going to be her third grade student. So again, with the age difference. I wasn't thinking of that. I was thinking of school and student, and I want third grade. It can't be my okay. college intern. No. And great. Okay, so teacher and third grade student, and as much as I absolutely would love to go with Gregorian chant on this for sure, I would like to suggest 80s power ballad. <laughs> 80s power ballad teacher and third grade student having an argument musical argument when you're ready take it away oh my god tomorrow do you want to start do you want me to start um well i'm please. the teacher ladies first. yeah yes, okay please. thank you okay <laughs> nicely played tomorrow oh uh, yeah thank you i am looking in your eyes but you're just eating fries in my What do you say for yourself, little boy, like a puppet on my shelf? Teacher, teacher, but I am hungry. Can't you see no food is here? I'm only in grade three. <laughs> you could have had a happy meal tied up in a little box. But you're sitting here just like a little third grade slap box. What do you say? Does it make you feel good to talk about a third grade kid? Talk about a third grade kid. What has your life come to? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't see any reason to go you, on. Look at you, on. you and give me a fry. Scene. Very good. Very good. Very, very good. Very good. You know, the objective okay. is to make us laugh, and certainly, certainly that happened. Thank you very oh much, God. both of you. How fun. I love this game. We're definitely going to play this again. That was the best. That's, like the, that's like the VIP moment of the episode, for sure. Thank you. All right. We are going to... Uh, we, we've covered so much territory already. I feel already, guilty. But we're, I'm sorry, little we're gonna, Tamar. We're going to take a quick break, put on some deodorant, and, uh, you know... <laughs> I'm going to take off, off my leather pants for my 80s rock ballad. Have a glass of bourbon and come right back because Ooh. guess what? We got Washington on our side and he is going to be with us in just a moment. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Funny People Talking and Elsie at Elsie the Producer. And please, for the love of all that is holy, Subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you.
All right, everybody, we are here with Mr. Tamar Green, Broadway actor extraordinaire. 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 All right, so there's kind of a couple of things I'd like to cover here with you. One is about you as an actor and a performer and all that stuff. And then the other is, uh, quite frankly, uh, and we'll get to this in a second, but maybe I'm going to start with this. What is it like for you, if at all, has it even registered, playing an iconic U.S. president, the first one, playing an iconic U.S. historical figure, playing someone who is at main point of this iconic musical, Hamilton, on the biggest stage in the world, Use Broadway. the word iconic again. Do it. Do it. Iconically. Yes. <laughs> you know, a little um, <laughs> at, at a moment that arguably may be one of the most iconic political moments mm. in U.S. history right now. So mm. my question is, has that registered in any way to you? And I don't even mean like a responsibility or any of that crap, but is this coming your way? Does this cross your path where you're now an almost accidental piece of the political rhetoric mm. just by doing this role? Yes, that's a great, that's a great question. Yes, definitely. It's definitely one of the scary things about joining the company in the beginning because there's so much in definitely in Washington's show, but also just in the Hamilton show that is still relevant to the political times right now. And we have many talks about, even in Chicago, we've had a lot of talks about what it meant to just be on that stage saying mm. so many different powerful you know, lines. And it, it, it's so, one of those things, we were talking about little gems earlier about acting gems. And another one that I've gotten before was like, acting isn't just pretending to be somebody else. It's being yourself in different circumstances. And so being myself in the shoes of Washington and breaking down his perfection, because he was not perfect, but that's, you know, what we feel, you know, gr growing up in America, of course, he's the first president. It's like on a mountain, you know, like all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, he was human and I am human and he's a paternal figure. And I have a, I'm not, and I have children, but I'm a giant family and I have a lot of little siblings and there's a lot of crap going on in this country. And I stand on stage and say certain things and I can feel live. I can feel the audience react differently mm. depending on what happened last night on the news. Um, oh, wow. It's, yeah. it's wow. powerful. It really is powerful. And I feel it every day and I feel it when I go out to the stage door and I interact with certain people. And in that way you do feel a little bit of a, no one's giving you that responsibility to be whatever that is. Like I am the president. I'm not, you know, I'm not, <laughs> not running for anything, but it just has a way of happening to you. Like, you know, like people, I might hang out with some of the castmates and they're like, wow, Washington wants to have a drink with us. You know, I'm like, uh, like tomorrow wants to have a drink with you, but, <laughs> but I get it. Y'all the, the young, scrappy and hungry folks. And, yeah. you know, so yeah, it really has a way of seeping into your mentality and, and, and you have no choice but to, change and feel the the power of a show like this with such great text it's interesting that when lin-manuel miranda you know uh, and his team created this i don't know how much of it was even designed to say okay this is going to be a big statement this is going to be a right, this right. is going to have cultural impact to this magnitude but you know people have held him and therefore the show to a standard the show is a, I don't want to use this term, but 
in a way it's like a weapon that you wield and you can use it for good or you can use it you you do have this megaphone now and like you said just you saying those lines they're not lines in a musical right the, the, right they're like a big public poetry slam mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. You know, that has and people are sitting in the audience saying, make me feel something, mm-hmm. connect me to something meaningful. And by just the way you even deliver something could change the meaning dramatically, I would Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Yeah. So what was it like for you going back mm-hmm. a little bit? We'll kind of take down and move our way backwards. Mm-hmm. Tell us about two moments, if you would. Now, your you're landing uh, Chicago, was that your first big, big theater role or is that just one of a number of them and this just happens to be a uh hey dress an iconic show <laughs> i mean this is undoubtedly the biggest show i've ever done you know i've done other roles that have been life-changing mm-hmm. for me uh rent playing collins was a life-changing thing for me wow. but but george washington is undeniably the greatest honor really <laughs> to play wow. to play this role for sure so tell us the moment about that moment when you got that phone call or that email or whatever first when you first got the role to play in Chicago. I assume that was when you first played it. And then tell us about getting tapped for the for Broadway in New York and what that moment was like for you. Because, you know, as actors, I know that, you know, <laughs> you know, Dresden and I have at certain times in our life dreamed of that moment. And could it happen to me? And then it does. So tell us about that. Mm-hmm. It was it, it just an unbelievable, unexplainably amazing feeling. It was like, it's a show that I, I saw the first time. I actually saw it in, in the previews in 2015 on Broadway. Uh, so I saw the original company, won the lottery. And I never. By the way, uh, I saw it in previews too. My wife dragged me to it and I didn't know enough about it. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so. And then after when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is literally the greatest thing I've ever seen ever." I mean, so yeah, yeah. That I kind of was the same way. I was like, "I don't know what this thing is." I had a friend in it, and I was like, "I'll go check it out when I get a chance." Yeah, sure. And like, it was just was a mind blowing experience sitting in the front row. I'm a first generation American. Um, My parents, my dad is born in Jamaica. He's a kid from the Caribbean. My mom was born in England, but she is Jamaican, British Jamaican. So, you know, the Caribbean aspect, the the immigrant aspects, uh, the hip-hop music in it, the scratching. My dad is a DJ, so like oh, the, great. the DJ scratching sounds, like sitting there. I'm sitting in the front row of this thing, a couple rows in front of Joe Biden. I was having an experience that I couldn't explain. And from that moment, skip a few, I knew I just needed to be in this show. I needed to somehow get in those rooms where it was happening, you know, whatever. Here we go. First, first, uh, Hamilton reference, get in a room where it's happening. Um, and I tried for, for a long time, over two years, it took me to get the show. I auditioned over and over again and they kept saying, look, we like you. Um, just not right now. Cause they're very particular about the way they form their groups. And I was auditioning for Mulligan Madison at the time, which is what I thought I would be. And, uh, over the two years, once they gave me, they gave me Lafayette Jefferson. It wasn't quite right. And I'm glad because I don't want to jump off a thing every day. <laughs> jump off a table. Oh, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> and then when they threw in George Washington, I remember I had a friend of mine who was telling me, like, have you thought about George Washington? And I was like, nah, I don't. I don't huh. Mm. <laughs> you know? And then they gave it to me in the package for auditions. And that's when things started 
expediting really and starting making sense and i was like oh this this is it so you know two long years of auditioning and i worked other jobs during that time but i definitely worked i couldn't get i have an i have an agent and i couldn't get in the rooms i was like what is going on i'm like i've I've worked i've i have credentials like why are they not calling me in and i went and did the the like non-union thing stand in a line with someone's 80 year old aunt from australia who's this is like is auditioning for the same role i'm like you know what i mean it's like completely open calls but i was like i'm in this line and i did that work to stand in there out in the rain and got inside and and just kicked the door down and was like well you're gonna hear me you're gonna hear me okay i, I, I know there's a place for me here so it's the dream it's no the talent what. the dream and the perseverance yeah i really did I really did. Push now, you mentioned Collins and Rent. Is the first time you ever played that in your hometown of Rochester, New York at Black Rochester, Tires? New York. I yes, saw you well. play that. Did you I, did, I didn't realize. I, I missed amazing. that piece of information that your hometown's Rochester. I, I, I'm I also from Rochester, by the you, way. You are from Rochester as well. Yeah, I, I grew Rochester. up in Rochester. All three of yeah. us are alums of Black Fires Theater. Yes. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. And yeah. tomorrow, yeah. not making it about me, but we are both alums of the fabulous State University. At Oswego. Yes, Very Oswego. proud of that. Shout yes, out indeed. to our professor, Mark Cole, right? Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> Waterman you know, I'm, I'm actually, um, I'm actually got on Friday. I'm, I'm getting an alumni award on Friday. Yes, you are. Uh, so cool. Yeah, that's so really great. Wow. Yeah. I'll be watching. Oswego. I'm on the uh, alumni board. So yeah, I have yeah, yeah. loved, you know, watching how much the college is embracing your success and how much oh, you're loving us. We go back. So cheers, I my do. friend. Yes. Love it. Bravo love it. to you. You know, I did, I did the commencement address a few years ago and I nice. talked about nice. how you can, thank you, uh, huge honor. I talked about how you can rewrite your future. You know, it's mm -hmm. okay. Have a lot of dreams. Don't just have one. And, you know, maybe I was always going to, you know, write for Cosmo and, and be in Les Mis, but instead I did a community theater production of Les Mis and I uh, ended up doing some funny TV commercial where Cosmo made a gif of me, right? So I just tried to keep it light, but also get a message in there. You hit Broadway in your mid-30s. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that is a huge message for folks. Keep Absolutely. on going keep on going although you wouldn't have been age appropriate for washington younger than this true absolutely true you know and a lot of people gauge that it's that question of what is success and i find that i was successful to be able to pay like my own success was like i'm able to do 100 percent performing and pay my bills Boom. very well and live happily Boom. like that's yeah, not sixty-two and a half percent. Hundred percent. Call back. Get it back. Get to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be riveted tomorrow. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, yeah. So you know, so Broadway was always obviously like a goal, but it wasn't like, oh, my life is over now. I can end. You know, like no, have more dreams. Expand your wants and loves. Mm -hmm. and Any dreams like, you want to share with us? dreams i'm working on an album what? that was one of my dreams one of my dreams wow. is always to have a tangible album that i can give to my father or my and my, you know my father's a dj so i want to give him like a physical oh come on that's so great so that's definitely one should of we my, give a shout out to your dad my dad courtney green in rochester new york shout out <laughs> shout out Love shout it. out and uh yes and of course my mother who's you know the reason why i sing and play piano what's your mother's susan, name susan green susan hi Black susan green, green. <laughs> hi shout out yes. to the rents that's great yeah uh, oh yeah. shout out to can all we... the parents who support their kids yes. in the arts 
Absolutely. No question about it. My wife has a really cool organization called AHA Broadway, mm-hmm. where they try to provide the opportunity for kids to experience performing arts and learn about that, especially kids that may not normally have access to them. It's really, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Fill in and gaps. I, yeah, and I've learned how important it is for parents to recognize that exact need and support their kids being a part of it. So I salute what you're saying, yeah. Dress. I, I want to go back to, if I could, because I just don't want to miss out on this before we go to oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. moment when you get that call for Broadway. Yeah, Good call. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Well, you can start with the Chicago if you want, because that was when you first got the, yeah, the call. Right, and, right, then, right, right. and then I want to hear about that moment where Broadway became true for you. Yeah. So that moment. So I was saying that I saw the show, wanted to be in it, did two years auditions, uh, so on and so forth. I was doing another show called Love Never Dies, a sequel of A Phantom of the Opera. And I I went on tour with it. And then Hamilton called me again. I've been in a lot of auditions. They called me again. I think I went out in uh, September. And then they called me around October and said, like, hey, we want to bring you in for another like audition session. It's like a 30 minute work session. And I was like that. Sounds amazing. That sounds unbelievable. Uh, I I just left on tour, <laughs> and I was oh. like, and like I would normally drop everything. I'm like and go, but like this has been like two years now, and I'm like, look, I had to take a job. I can't just keep playing this. You know, I, I just made a decision. But it was also Tech Week, you know, and like out of any time you can slip out and do something, Tech right. Week. Tech like, Week's not it. It's not it. It's not it. I was like, I had to, and that was like one of the hardest decisions. I was like, I can't make this. Final callback. Like, if I could just find the fuse box and mess with it a little bit, it might buy me you know, twelve hours. Right. <laughs> and I can get there, come back, yeah. you know. And, and and I had done it before with Hamilton about a year and a half before that. It was another tech week for another show, and I was like, oh, I can't do like, that again for another show. You're killing me. Freaking tech week. You're yeah, killing sure. me, Hamilton. You know, so I was like, I can't, I can't do it well. But they, you know, they understood, and I was like, oh, sure, that's cool. And I've been wow. kicking myself for a couple months after that, and then they called me again, like in January, for it to come in again. And I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I told him, I was like, I'm leaving. I got to go to New York. I got to go. And I I jumped back and forth to New York several times those next couple months while on tour. And then over the summer, I decided to take a two-week vacation to go to Australia, actually. And while I was I had did you before. run into that woman in the line while you were I there? Did, I did that ground good memory actually. I thought <laughs> <of that. laughs> so um right before I left, I had another final callback with them. And it seemed to go really well. And they actually called my agents and put me on hold. And I was like, okay, I've been on hold for other shows. So I'm not going to get excited. Yeah. And I've been on hold and not gotten the show. So then I went and we went on my trip. And then as soon as I like landed in Australia, my agent <laughs> calls me at like 10 p.m. His, you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, nothing serious. Just uh, give me a call when you get a chance. Uh, and I was like, you're not going to call me when you know I'm in Australia if it's not big. So yeah. I called him back and he's like, yeah, so getting an update. How was the trip? And I'm like, what's going on here? What's up? <laughs> and he then said like, so yes, Hamilton called and they would love for you to join the Chicago company. And I was just like, you gotta be kidding wow. me. And because I've been in for so many different things, I thought they maybe wanted me to cover a bunch of different things. Yeah. And they said, no, yeah. we want this. They want you for George Washington. That and was just. Mike has dropped. It was, it, yeah, it changed my vacation. Did you I drop was just yeah. like, <laughs> and then I was also like, and I was like, when, when's it start? And they were like, yeah, about a week and a half. And I was like, I'm on a job right now and I'm on vacation. So I had to quit my show from Australia. Oh, Australia. Wow. It was like, it was insane. But, uh, 
you know, uh, sorry, I, I'm stuck in Australia, and you might want to check the fuse box, by the way, while you're at <laughs> <Yeah. while you're laughs> yeah. No, but oh, it was wow. beautiful story. Mark, you just knew amazing. there was an amazing story in there. <laughs> I know. So, all right, so skip ahead, yeah, skip uh, ahead through man. all of the amazing times doing, because we could spend mm. like three hours and talk about, and I would love to, by the way, to, 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 to like talk about like getting into it and finding the character and, and, yeah, and yeah, the experience yeah. of your we'll first do that night over peanut in butter front of the audience. Box. It's exactly. Yes, please. Skip ahead if you would to where this suddenly went to new york so we knew we got the notice chicago companies have uh, was closing jeffrey seller is our producer he's he's fabulous he's one of the best producers i've ever worked with he came in person and told us that we were closing many many months ahead of time he's just amazing i can't can't say that enough and then at that moment in that same breath he said like well if anyone is interested in other companies just you know let us know huh and we'll <laughs> see you know like we're you're all a family now so let us know and of course everyone's like texting during they're like oh let us know okay I'll message my agent <laughs> and done <laughs> and <Yeah>. sent yes <laughs> um, so anyway i sent that and my agents and i told them like really obviously broadway but i know someone was there and i don't know what's happening but i would like to do maybe these other companies and i you know talking about it what my future would be with the company because i'm like i'm not done i know i'm not done here. nice and so skipping forward my agents called me at some point over the summer of last year and said um all right so this company and this company it's not gonna happen unfortunately and i was like you know it's okay i know there's a lot of washington's out there it's fine that's so funny. My agent's calling me right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally him. Literally him saying these words I'm saying now. You can He's answer like, no, it. We no. can edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll call him back. It's totally okay. fine. Um, yeah. And he's like, yeah, so it's not going to happen for those for those companies. Um, and I was like, that's a bummer. But, you know, whatever. You know what, what happens. I'm just going to move the city anyway, and I'm going to figure it out, whatever, whatever. And he's like, yeah, well, they were hoping, though, that you could uh, take over the Broadway company. So he pulled like a Ryan Seacrest American Idol <laughs> thing. Pulled, oh, yeah. Get exactly, out of here. That is I what love I was him. Thinking, exact same thing. I'm sorry. I love him too. He's so amazing. And I was like, I literally said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I literally did. I was like, what? And, like pacing in my room and then the whole agency is screaming, congratulations. <laughs> wow. That's, that's so, so cool. great. It was unbelievable. I was wow. shaking. And then. And then I had to keep it a secret for many months oh, after that. Wow. <laughs> is that a is that a not to get too in the in the weeds here, but mm-hmm. in addition to the you know, the bigness of doing Broadway, Broadway, mm-hmm. uh, is that also a big kind of economic bump for you going from a Chicago company to like a New York company? It is definitely a bump, yeah. And and the thing that's unique about the Chicago because usually no one can compete with the Broadway like mm-hmm. calibers at all. It, when like something's on Broadway, then there's a tour, sit down somewhere else. It's just a whole different thing. But the Chicago company was so special with Hamilton. It was like their hub. They send people there to train and then they come to Broadway. Like it just like was that mm-hmm. first, it's the second company of Hamilton. So like, you know, I'm sure the rates are comparable for some. And then like they definitely go up for, for others for sure. So you're doing this now for like about two months. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the theaters start closing down. Yes, sir. So, so what was that experience like for you? And and do you do you you know? I imagine it must be very tough for people economically too to like go from reaching this point and all of a sudden there's just there's just nothing coming in now. But you don't want to let go of this job yeah. uh, because when it comes back, it's everything you had always wanted to do. That's a tough yeah. spot to be in. Yeah, and. 
they have handled it very well. They've let us know what they know when they know it. Even if it's nothing, we have weekly meetings. Even now, six months later, mm-hmm. we have meetings all the time to discuss whatever we want to talk about. Cool. Um, and they're very, very receptive. You know, if we say like, "Hey, we want to have a full company meeting with all five American companies or whatever," then they would, they would like, "Okay, when?" Mm-hmm. So there's that. But yeah, it hit us all really hard. It was a lot at first. Specifically for me, I just came from the Chicago company. I literally bought a house, I bought a car, and was getting ready to figure out what it meant to commute from Jersey, like I said, I'm in Jersey, to the city every day. And it was a very stressful time, but it was certainly worth it. And then when things shut down, it's like, whoa, okay, okay. I'm going to be okay. This is like, I don't know. They said two weeks, right? right okay, cool. Right. <laughs> it was like, right. I'm totally fine. I could use a two-week break. I've been going straight from Chicago right over Just here. Just a little vocal like, rest for six that's months. My, that's exactly. I said, my foot hurts. <laughs> like, I'm going to rest my feet like from these boots. <laughs> and so it was cute for a while. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. And then it very quickly was not. And um it got hard. You know, I had to figure out how to pay my mortgage. I have lots of friends who literally moved out and moved with their parents. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, for sure. Broadway actors who so, had to move. So late. happy silver lining is, thank God you are in a show that has survival. Because there Absolutely. are shows that won't come back. But we know, Absolutely. thankfully, because of the success, that Hamilton yes. will come back. Yes, Hamilton will come back. We're very excited about that. I feel very, you know, sad about a lot of my other companies that I have already closed. I had a lot of friends and a lot of different shows, <sighs> but we'll figure it out. You know, like we will all get through this all together. How are you staying sharp? Not just you, but even the company. Like you can't, you can't be off all these months and then just like go. Okay, we're going on Tuesday. They gave us a word, and you're ready to jump back in. I know you guys are all pros, but there's a certain amount of hanging on to the material, yeah. um, refining that vibe together, and being ready to hop in front of a, a, a paying audience. So, is there anything that you personally have been doing, and then the company has been doing, to retain that rhythm and memory? Well, I mean, definitely. I'm. <laughs> We're just all sitting around getting fat and sassy. Uh, <laughs> Hamilton's back and bigger than ever. <laughs> bigger than ever. No, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're literally two for the price of one. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, There's no okay. nothing like a good fat Broadway joke. New huh? costumes for oh, everyone. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, oh with spandex oh and stretch memories. I know. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, we the union said many months ago, like early on when they realized this was going to be like you know buckle your seatbelts, folks. They said like when we come back, it, mandatory everyone has to go back to rehearsal. So yeah. like we're not. It won't be like started Tuesday. It'll be like all right, we're going to get a month of rehearsal and then right. we'll go on. Nice. You know, so yeah. it'll be a renewed because at this point it'll be probably more than a year since we've all been on stage so you know i do little things i listen here and there but there's no expectation of us like being ready to like spring in like some secret agent you know (laughs) but let's talk but let's talk about how you have been helping make the dreams come true for future generations of musical theater kids because you've been teaching right you've been offering some fabulous online coaching right I have, yes. I I am teaching a lot privately here through Zoom and such because I love to teach. I did a lot of it in Chicago, actually, as well. 
I mean, Eastman then, School of Music you studied. Eastman School of Music, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good old Eastman. That's right, Rochester, New York. So I, I do love that very much. So I have some kids who were like getting ready for school themselves and, and starting college or finishing high school and getting ready to for college auditions. So college audition prep and things things like that. Um, giving them some insight on what it's like to audition for a show, Excellent. helping them with their 32 bar cuts, you know, whatever yeah. it might That's be. Awesome. Or just or just some folks who just want to sing yeah. and want to take some lessons. I have a bunch of those as well. I so. love it. Since, since we're talking about funny people talking, can I just ask what you do for fun, my friend, when it's not involving theater? I love movies. Like, mm. I really do love movies and TV shows. I love, one, I get to just learn from people, like, while watching it. <laughs> but also, I just love to like, go there uh, mentally and think of just different stories and such. And uh, So I love absorbing a lot of different different shows and stuff. But I'm also, I'm at my piano now. I'm, I love playing the piano. I come here and just make up whatever I can. Um, and it it's like a sense of it's a little bit of a therapy for me. Yeah, you know? I mean, if people like, follow you on the socials, they'll they'll you give them a nice taste here and there. Yeah, I got my. I don't. I was like, is this gonna be too loud? No, it's perfect. Mm. If you end up singing along, we're fine with that. <laughs> so Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the iconic Tamar Green. Mm-hmm. I just love to play or whatever. What's your favorite song in the world to play and sing? Uh, um, let me see. Uh, maybe like, it's been together for a while now, growing stronger every day now. Feels so good and there is no doubt I will stay with you mm. I will stay with you Through the ups and the downs I will stay with you But no one else is around And when the dark clouds arise I will stay by your side I know we'll be all right. I will stay with you. Oh. <laughs> that was a nice surprise. Yeah. Nice. You know, and Thank it's funny you. too, because when we did the improv game, your yeah. real beautiful voice did not leak out the same way. And I was so <laughs> glad we got a chance to hear that. What a beautiful um, voice. All the, I'm a puddle. Somebody mop me up. I'm a puddle. Thanks, that was glorious. But, Thanks, darling. Uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, so that's that's what I love to do in my uh, in my spare time. I have someone that I know that worked on the Chicago cast as well, Robert Ariza. Did you by chance work with him? Yes, I did. Absolutely, that's so amazing. Yeah, he's, he's so good. cool guy, right? Yeah, yeah. he really is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, And then I also have a question from a 10-year-old in New Jersey, Desi Shapiro. He wanted to know, what's your favorite Washington song? Mm. I like uh, two. I have to answer that twice because it's uh, acting choice-wise. I like History Has Its Eyes on You because it's it's like the way I play my Washington, at least, is that he's – and I could talk about this forever, so I'm going to make this short. (laughs) He carries a lot of tension, stress, trying to get everyone to think of the macro – picture versus the micro fights and everything who's young scrappy and hunger getting into and he's doing this very diligently and aggressively 
uh, without explanation, like just do what I say. And then in history is that first moment where you get to tell Hamilton, like, this is why I'm saying this. Like, I used to be just like you, but I got a lot of people killed. So please, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know that, but I do believe in you, you know, and then, so yeah. that's, that's part of that history. And then one last time, of course, is that moment where he again realizes like, okay, I have to, I've, we've done all this work together. And Hamilton's like, yeah, we can continue doing this work. And he's like, no, 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 there's no more work for me to do here. This is now yours. I have to step back and walk away. And it's like, it's the release. It's like my show is over, even though I'm still in the show after that. It's like, I carry that as an actor. I carry a lot of this tension the whole time, the whole show. And like, I literally get to let everything release from my spirit um, and into the audience. And my it, it, Isn't that Washington's quote, main song like weren't each of the main characters given a particular signature moment in the show that everyone has that and this yeah. is the one that's sort of your quote signature moment for sure that's the one and, and i'd say the right hand man as well is one of those like yeah. the, everyone has like an intro so right hand man is that like yeah. intro but that one True. last time is definitely the the yeah. big one mm-hmm. wow do you, cool. do you yeah. Thank declare you. Yeah. Lynn, beautiful questions else do you declare yeah, Lin Manuel a genius the way the rest of us do? He is definitely a genius. <laughs> right? um, he is yeah. very smart um, in all kinds of styles. And, and he's a good dude. You know, like he really is a good dude. He's been in some of these meetings as well. He's very yeah. busy, so he's not in all of them. But when I say we have meetings every week, he's been there or his dad has been there as like by proxy as we were doing some yeah. so- social justice stuff and yeah. we're doing a lot of campaign stuff right now. So his dad is very active. So, yeah, he's good people and he's just brilliant. If you haven't seen like In the Heights too, like oh, it's, oh my yeah. God. it's brilliant. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I realize we spent a lot of time on this episode and in this conversation, you know, fangirling all about Hamilton and, and focusing on that more than I actually had intended or, or but but it really is so much mm-hmm. of your world and has become oh, so yeah. much of your world at this moment. So I appreciate you indulging that. No um, I, I actually personally, this is just for me, Mark, saying this, I actually believe that Hamilton is one of the most important pieces of artistic work in the last century. Like, I believe it will be looked on eventually the way that people look on like Beethoven's fifth symphony and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and those Mm -hmm. or ninth symphony, I guess maybe it is, but point point is, is, is like, you know, some of the biggest pieces of musical work or musical theater work that there ever was this is this is going to be looked at as one of the greatest achievements and i do think he's a genius and uh, and t- t- it's so cool to talk to someone on the inside of it i want to talk to something that has nothing to do specifically with hamilton as right. maybe a way to close this uh, i want to talk about humor and any actor who's achieved any level of excellence in acting completely understands that being funny in when you're acting is not about being comical. It's about being true. And the words of the situation are often what's really driving the humor. And some of the funniest moments are through the, the deadpan or the, or mm-hmm, the serious mm-hmm. or the truth of it all and, and, uh, and all that stuff. Um, but there, but there's also a real skill to doing great physical comedy and, and, and being, knowing how to deliver a line night after night that still has timed well. Mm-hmm, I remember being mm-hmm. interviewed. This isn't about me, but I use it as context. Yeah. Uh, I remember being interviewed long ago about performing in theater. And one of the things I remember saying is, is it's such a cool thing to spend literally months in some cases engineering a moment, which is designed to give 
hundreds or thousands of people a simultaneous involuntary emotional reaction, but you've completely engineered the damn thing. And your skill is in the engineering and also in delivering that engineering precisely right. while looking like it's effortless. So with all of that huge amount of context given, I'd love to know how you look at humor and comedy in the way you approach your own acting choices in the way you embody a character, because even with, you know, there's certainly some wonderful humorous moments with Washington and Hamilton as an example. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And it, a lot of that would depend on the choices you make too. They could be played one way or another way. And one way is a little more humorous than another way. And so, so mm -hmm. can you talk about how you see that, how you are aware of that and how you make those choices? Yeah. First of all, comedians are, are brilliant comedians usually have the the best understanding of the world you know like yeah because uh, it's enough to make jest of it you know i think of like trevor noah who's like yeah, just yeah. brilliant yeah. brilliantly like delivery of things but also like in context and make you laugh but make you think like wow wait a minute that was real like you know so like i always have so much respect for like comedians i am not a comedian but comedy is definitely something that exist in, all, in a lot of different materials. I tell people who are working on a song to like, even if it's a angry song or you might be talking about something very big and angry, like find other moments in there. It's not all angry in there. Like you can find joy over here and then find something that kind of made you laugh over here to make it more real and more relatable, not like one note. Uh, with Washington, there is, I think the comedy in it, there's, there's a little bit of comedy there where it's like, but it's like that dry deadpan kind of thing. I think of, um, in the middle of right hand man, where like, we're in the tent scene and Burr is just like trying to get his word in and Hamilton comes in and they're talking and it's like, actually, you know, like having their moment and I'm not even looking at them at all, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just kind of played to the side and like, mm -hmm, yeah, whatever. And then like Burr is like, and I'm like, Burr, and he's like, yes, sir. Close the door on your way yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know, and it's just a brings the house like, down. Yeah, but That's like right. you know, but if it was meant, if you tried to do it like, yeah, close the door on your way out, you know, yeah. like if you tried to do that sticky kind of thing, it just totally would not yeah. land. That's not about that. It's not a shtick. It's just like be real, like literally keep it real. Yeah. And sometimes it's funny. I think some people we have some people who are like kind of like jerks, right? But like it's funny, but they don't mean to be funny. They're like just kind of jerks you know like or maybe they do mean it you know but uh i learned from like people too like like friends and stuff like that uh absorbing other and i have nine siblings so absorbing lots of different wow. characters through <laughs> people watching but anyway so that's the washington bit i think i've taken some of that like the comedy of it not waiting for an, a laugh not waiting for an applause not doing it for show whatever whatever just being real deliver the lines as they have been perfectly constructed one one last question for me. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but in case you have someone, who is someone on Broadway? They don't even have to be on Broadway now, but a Broadway actor or actress whose comedy chops you particularly admire. I would say Chris Fitzgerald. Chris Fitzgerald. Yeah. He does kind of like what I was talking about a moment ago, where he's like not playing to make you laugh per se, but he's playing like a real like character and you believe him you believe he's who he is and doesn't have to like work extra hard to get you to like bust out laughing and he's like just like straight it's just brilliant he really has a brilliant dryness to him we did one show together and like uh showboat a couple years back and it was brilliant to like watch him just be 
like a quirky yeah. version of himself and it was just yeah I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to be watching I some videos it. of him now. Thank you. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, all right. So, I saw yeah. that you're you're in the process of building a, an, a, an updated website. How how can people <laughs> reach out, connect with he you? He might need a really good journey? PR person, but go on. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know right? one. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> um yeah i am on my website is is in the process of building but uh, you can still go on there and get the contact us kind mm -hmm. of link and then it goes right to me so that's Um, tomargreen.com tomargreen.com yeah or at instagram i'm very active tomar.green at and that's green with an e at the end right green with an e thank you for that clarification yes green with an e tomar t-a-m-a-r so yeah those are the two active ways you can reach me you can find some stuff on youtube and such and um, yeah, oh. let's chat. Well, tomorrow you are definitely, without question, empirically a <laughs> talented, yes. hilarious, sweet, <laughs> very musical, funny guy with lots of heart. And uh, wish you well. Congratulations on the success so far. And yeah. I'm hoping so much that you look back at this point in time and go, Oh yeah, that's kind of when I started to really blossom and look where I am now. I hope that's the that's the trajectory. Good Keep us posted nice. about your album. Yeah, oh, good luck with the so album. Much. Good point. I, I yeah. it. And this <laughs> did this time kind of give you time to do that, right? You know, I was ready before. I actually scheduled to record it in April. And so when things shut down, I was like, oh, okay. And then it just kind of displaced everything. But now I'm getting ready. I'm getting ramp back nice. up and re-motivated nice, nice, nice. so all right we'll yeah. slay all right. well thank you so this much this has been tomorrow. so much fun thank you <laughs> yeah we loved it i wish we had another hour with you for sure thank you so much tomorrow green <laughs> everybody you. a really great guy thank all right that's all. it for this episode of funny people talking and a good one it was yes. and we will see you next time uh we really appreciate you listening until then for elsie thanks and dresden keep on laughing and singing I'm Mark Rako. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you on the flip side. Until then, stay funny. Bye-bye. That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, oh boy, what a crock. This was Funny People Talking. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at Funny People Talking or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard.